welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Aravina. This week on the show, I have comedian Jonathan David. Jonathan can be found on Instagram at John David Comic. Uh, this week, Jonathan and I discuss the ceremony of sweat lodges. Very interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy it. What got you into, as you call it, walking the red road? Uh... So, when I was 11 years old, my older brother took me to martial arts class, mm-hmm. and one of the guys there invited us to go to the Native American reservation and go to a sweat lodge. And How old were you? I was 11. 11. Okay, you said that. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, so, I went to the sweat lodge, and it was run uh, in a traditional Lakota way, mm-hmm. and the, the water pourer did, um, did everything in the, in the Lakota way. And so there was a lot of Lakota teaching and um, it, within that, that sweat lodge. And that, so that got me really interested in um, at least the Lakota's uh, philosophy, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a religion because like one of the main aspects of their, their way of life, I guess, their rules, mm-hmm. so they have like a, like a code of conduct, but one of their main rules is you can't tell other people what to believe. Okay. So if you, like, when you go to that sweat lodge, uh, for instance, one person might, like, pray to the Great Spirit, but the next person might pray to, like, the sun god. Mm-hmm. And that's totally cool. Yeah. So, it's like, so, like, anything goes. Well, it's just, uh, you can't tell other people how to walk their path in life as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so it's, it's, like, you can't tell people how to live their life and what to believe and how to act. Mm-hmm. Everybody is free to do whatever the fuck they want. I, I call it a, a epistemic aut- autonomy. Yeah. Like, you, you're allowed to believe and think whatever you want. Like, you're not allowed to teach people without their permission in the Lakota mm-hmm. tradition. Oh, okay. Like, it, that's, like, hella rude. Mm-hmm. That's the, so, like, just do do what you're going to do, but but I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Yeah, you can yeah. do. Uh, you think and feel and act however the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a grown ass person. So that really resonated with you, like as an eleven year old. Um. Well, yeah, going to this like place where, uh, I, because I I'd been to church a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. they basically just tell you what to believe. Right, right. In this place, they're like, "Well, this is what we believe. You can believe whatever the hell you want, and we will totally support that." And so that, that, that opened up this whole, like, different kind of philosophy of how to think about theology and, mm-hmm. and what, uh, and, uh, yeah, it got me interested in philosophy, actually, it was that and training martial arts really got me interested in, in studying philosophy, which I ended up majoring in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's super cool. So when, that's pretty insane, though, not insane, but, like, that's really neat that, like, you were able to appreciate that as an 11-year-old, I feel like. So many 11-year-olds would just be like, what are we doing here? Why are we, where, when can we leave, like? Oh no! You, because you go to Sweat Lodge, it's like a, it's like a, a journey, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hot and they and you gotta like sing uh, these like prayer songs. You know, we don't have to, but it helps with how hot it is. Yeah, just so, get your mind off yeah. it. and it's dark. It actually represents uh, like the womb of the earth, because mm-hmm. uh, it's dark and it's hot and and it's crowded, and so like it's like you're going into the womb. And then uh, you sweat, like, a ton. So when you come out, it's like you're being reborn as a new person because you, like, 
physically have like cleansed yourself and like emotionally, mentally, spiritually as well. Because when you're in there, you're, like you're praying in like certain rounds, you might like let stuff off your chest or mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness or recognize something you've done that you, you'd like to move forward. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's pretty cool. How many times have you been to Sweat Lodge? Oh, so many times. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't like stop when I was a kid. I've right. gone all throughout my life since I was 11. Like once I started going, I just kept going. Mm-hmm. I went on my own when I had started driving my own car. Oh, that's so awesome. So, okay, so it started out with this thing with your brother, but then you you really went with it. Well, yeah, because when I was um, 16, I started to go see a shaman for, like, healing sessions. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she was also trained in Lakota, Lakota tradition mm-hmm. to do uh, uh, journey work and soul retrievals. And that's, like... I don't want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Is that, like, anything to do with Vision Quest, or is that, like, a whole separate that's kind a whole of thing? That's a whole separate thing. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's lots of different, like, uh, I guess they call it, uh, like, healing practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in, in different Native American traditions, Lakota have hundreds. Yeah. Like, Sun Dance is one, Ghost Dance is another, uh, Sweat Lodge is, is one, Vision Quest is another. Like, mm-hmm. There's just there's like a number of different things. Um, what is Sundance? Oh, it's insane. Well, yeah. not, 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 it's not like, I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I mean, mm-hmm. just like, it's very, very intense. Is what yeah. It <laughs> um, it's, uh, after the Lakota were pretty much almost exterminated by uh, our government, uh, they were very, very uh, distraught. Mm-hmm. And um, they created a... a, a prayer healing ceremony uh, that was given to them through their shamans uh, to help them kind of heal their community and so certain people uh, will uh, you know like they might do very intense say fasting and sweat lodge but then there's the sun dancers and Mm -hmm. uh, they I, I don't know the exact parts of it I've never been the Sundance, um, but basically, there's they basically like tie themselves up or, or or pin themselves up to like a like a cross or something like that for an extended period of time. Oh my god! And uh, doing like seven round sweat lodges every day, and maybe even like cut off like a piece of their skin. Wow! <laughs> so you've never done Sundance, yeah? No, I'm too much of a pussy for that, and. <laughs> I don't, I, I, but the you know, funny thing is, like, there's old Lakota ladies that still do it. Really? Yeah. They're the the whole badass. shebang, the whole hours being up in the mm-hmm. on the. They do it for days. Wow. It's, it, yeah, it's, but they're doing it because, um, they believe that's how they're gonna heal their people. Yeah. I don't like. So w- it sounds like with the Sundance, it's less. Um, it's less, uh, like, self-centered. It's more, like, focusing on, like, what could come for for the greater good. Is that right? I'm not an expert on it, uh-huh. to be honest. I, I ju- just... Just know, aware of it. I, yeah, well, I know lots of people who've gone on mm-hmm. and things like that. But, um... It... it a lot of... Um... It's, to me, it seems like a lot of the traditions uh, have you do a lot of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. in order to help others. Okay. So like in the sweat lodge, you you you're, you're gonna burn a little bit. <laughs> it's gonna be hot, but you're doing you, you do it not just for yourself. Everything, 
and the tradition is about the community. Mm-hmm. Like everything you do is is about the community. Like when you go on the soul, uh, when you go on uh, a vision quest, you're you're questing to find out what your role is in your community. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you, like what are you what are you gonna do with your life? Yeah. <laughs> not about who you are what you're going to do for you but it's about who you are that's how you can serve other people mm-hmm. like that alone is like how they view uh, people and, and, and individual groups that, that's what I like about mm-hmm. it the most not, not necessarily the spiritual stuff although I do like the spiritual stuff too. yeah well yeah that's also the really cool part about it where um, where is most of the Lakota tribe now like what part of the US oh Lakota uh, are located in the Dakotas. Where's that? North and South Dakota. Oh, okay, that like, makes sense. They're 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 part of a large region now. Like they went into Canada. Uh huh. And there's there's different Lakota tribes. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, there's different. They're part of the Sioux. Oh, okay. Lo- so this is like a, a smaller section of the. Yeah, that's a very sp- specific group of mm-hmm. Sioux. The Lakota Sioux are a type of Sioux. Tribe. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. I know so little about. Um. um they're actually featured in uh, Dances with Wolves. Oh, okay. In fact, there's a line in there where the chief's like, nobody can tell another man what to do, mm-hmm. which is like a very Lakota thing to say. Like, you can't just tell people mm-hmm. how to fucking live. And so are these, because do you have um, Native American blood in you? No. No? And they're, they're cool with, like, with people that are not in the tribe? Some people are. Yeah, some, some are pe- not so some, cool. Some people uh, might consider me, like, Incorporating their culture, yeah, or um, uh, or that I just I'll never be able to get it, mm-hmm. and just we'll always see you as an outsider. Well, I'm never going to be able to truly understand what it's like to to be uh, a, an indigenous person, right? But uh, that's not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to study other people's uh, ways of thinking and, and pick which one I like for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of what the Lakota teaches. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, the funny thing is you find a lot of similarities in Buddhism. Yeah, was, when you started talking about it, that's kind of what I first thought, because when you said, like, it's not a religion, like, they're not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more just a way of living and a way of approaching, you know, what you're doing here now in this incarnation. Do the Lakota believe in, like, like one and done like you live this life and then that's it or do they believe in like uh, no they believe in spirits okay yeah a big part of Mm -hmm. what their shamans do is go into the spirit world and somehow through the spirit world they can heal you Mm -hmm. either by like say like if you had a traumatic event they believe that part of your soul might be lost stuck in that traumatic event Mm -hmm. Um, which uh, might explain like say how people see ghosts at places where there was traumatic events because their souls still stuck there is what they would say. Okay. But then the shaman would go and pull that part back mm-hmm. and put it in the. Also, they would believe that when you lose a part of your soul, that's when like say evil can come into you oh. <laughs> and make you sick. So like. Just uh, get a hole open. <laughs> so something like emotionally traumatic can happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that would, it's like a, a way of explaining how something emotionally tra- traumatic can happen to you and your your mind is still stuck on that and also you might be fucked up emotionally. Traumatic. Yeah. That's like one way you could interpret it. Mm-hmm. Although to them that's... Uh, that's not how it is. Yeah. But if I were trying to explain it to a Western... Okay. I like that. That's... 
I like I love like looking at things like that in the two ways. Like here's the you know the traditional explanation. Here's the you know the quote unquote digestible explanation for it. Well, I, I, there could be multiple. That's the thing is, there could be multiple ways to the truth that we don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know what we don't know, and we won't ever be able to say for a fact what anything they believe is true or not. Yeah. It's, Just like we can't say that anything that we believe is. Like, if you're a scientist and you say you know for a fact that ghosts don't exist, you're a shitty scientist. Yep. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say, for instance, I know for a fact there's not a tea kettle orbiting the Earth, a tea kettle orbiting the Earth right now. Mm-hmm. The reason I know, I can't say that, because there fucking totally could be, uh, there's, there's no way to prove a negative like that. Yeah. You can't prove ghosts don't exist. It's like I can't prove the spaghetti monster doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. If you have good reason to think that it's all about Hocus Pocus, that's one thing, but to fucking say you know for certain of that is just ridiculous yeah. to me. No one knows anything for certain, and science is always changing their minds. Well, I think you can know that you exist for certain. I think Descartes has got that. Right? Yeah, yeah, that that is one thing. <laughs> uh, hey, man, may might all be a simulation. But then, then the question is, what are you? Yeah. Because what if every, like... Every bit of time, you were replaced by another person, like an exact duplicate copy of yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you still a person? Are you still you? You get like a, a continuous stream, but you never the same amount of same mass of person. Right. One like you're just instantly replaced by an exact duplicate copy of different matter and everything. Yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> that's like a whole deeper. <laughs> that's a, a whole other podcast episode to get into. Um, I hope so you all smoked up beforehand, right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, have you met like friends doing this, like people that you still keep in touch with? Oh yeah, like, going oh, yeah. to sweat lodges, yeah. Uh, well, I have at least a couple of uh, shamans who are my mentors, mm-hmm. mentor me in life. Yeah, you yeah. keep in touch with them on the regular. At least once a year, mm-hmm. I, I will have a call with them. Okay, that's super cool. And what do you what do you just talk about? Just like seeking guidance from them, telling them about what you've been up to. Um, usually, I'll have them kind of just do like a reading, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of tell me what they see without yeah. actually talking to me. Which I'm not some people that say that's a bunch of bullshit, but again, uh, it's I think from a psychological aspect I think it's it's interesting to look at you you can read somebody without ever talking to them and just kind of know what's going on and sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier for somebody to to digest information like that like don't even tell me what, what you what's going on in your life here's what's going on in your life and it's like wow is, is that all over me mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm putting it out into the world that much that you, you might actually listen to what you have to say mm-hmm. um and then the other thing about that is it's not um, it's kind of like informative it's more therapeutic yeah so I'm not trying to get answers about my dead grandmother I'm trying to get direction on um, how, I sh- how I should handle myself as a person. Mm-hmm. 
that I can do that anywhere with anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. Just having somebody who can kind of pinpoint exactly where you might be failing or having trouble. Yeah. And after they do the reading, um, then I might ask them some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they'll just give me a bunch of advice. Like, yeah. Read these books. Uh, maybe do go to go do a, a vision quest or go do sweat lodge. Or mm-hmm. Have you done a vision quest? Nope. No. I haven't been to since I was a teenager. Uh-huh. And just, uh, let me be honest. I think a big part of it is I was too afraid. Why? Because uh, I just had way too much fear. I had problems with anxiety mm-hmm. and I had panic attacks for each portion of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've since actually resolved a huge amount of that. Like I'm not, I don't have panic attacks anymore. That's great. How did how do you feel you overcame that? Do you think doing the sweat lodges helped with that? Uh, well, yeah, it helped a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, that's that's another podcast. So I did that. I was doing something else entirely. Yeah. Um, so do you think maybe not like this year or next year, but you think that you have. Um, there's a be- there's a more likely chance that you'll go out and do the vision quest finally. Um, it depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like if I end up doing a vision quest, that I'm gonna end up going for longer than three days, and mm-hmm. so I'm gonna probably have to get my health in much better shape than mm-hmm. it is. Kind of because you hear that that phrase thrown around so much for for the layman that doesn't really know what a vision quest is and I don't really even understand fully what it is like kind of explain to me like because I, I feel like it could probably be kind of variable but like when you mentioned the three days thing I was like okay maybe there are like some like you know traditional guidelines to a vision quest well there's there's different traditions on different roles uh the to typical vision quest you're not going to eat many of them don't require you to drink water mm-hmm. you're not allowed to sleep um, for three days well uh, or for however long it takes mm-hmm. usually it's three days so you sit out in the middle of nowhere by yourself um, you can't make a fire mm-hmm. you, you can have a rattle or a drum or something like that to help you journey into the spirit world and uh, eventually at some point because you've deprived yourself of nutrition and sleep your the whatever part of your brain that like holds on to normal reality is just broken down enough that you're mm-hmm. able to just like have a massive vision but um, I've had plenty of visions without having not gone on a vision quest. Mm-hmm. Um, typically when I'm asleep or half asleep, yeah. I'll have some kind of thing that happened to me. Well, only a few times in my life, though. Yeah. Um, and is it... And what? how would you describe that vision? Is it like a spirit coming to you in a dream? One time, it was. Yeah? Yeah. And did you, like, speak to the spirit? It didn't, it didn't speak with the like, mouth or anything. It just mm-hmm. kind of like... You just knew what me. it was saying to yeah, you? it just told me. Uh, 
I was when that happened. I was uh, eighteen. Mm-hmm. I was really depressed. I was living in San Diego, and, and um, the spirit in my dream told me to go eat the fruit in the woods. And I was like, "There's no fruit in the woods." I was pointing to like the woods where I was, that where I, where I grew up when I was a kid. And I was like, "There's no fruit in those fucking woods." And it's like, just eat the fruit in the woods, <laughs> and then like left. And when I woke up, I decided that I would move to Hawaii. Oh. And because there was fruit in those woods. Uh huh. <laughs> and, and when I moved to Hawaii, I uh, moved with my shaman. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and my naturopath. They were married. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, well, they weren't legally married because they were lesbians, and I wasn't legal at that time. Um, I don't. I don't think they actually consider themselves lesbians. Uh, Lovers, anyway, partners. They had an yeah. LGBTQ relationship. I'm not gonna try to find it for them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are they still together? I think they broke up. Oh, okay. Uh, not none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I learned a lot about. How long were you out there for? Uh, eight or nine months. Okay. Did you do, like, sweat lodges and, and stuff out there, too? I didn't do sweat lodge. I definitely sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no sweat lodge. I did take a lot of psychedelic mushrooms. Hell yeah. But I also got a lot of mentorship from the shaman, because I got, like, hours and hours of mentorship. And a lot of it was basically, like, teaching me how to be a man. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents didn't do that, because they smoked crack. Yeah. And so it's like, nobody, who's going to teach you how to be a man? Like, that's... Two lesbians, or whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> that's right. Hell that's, yeah. I got taught to be a man by not a man. Oh, I guess I'm not a man. I, guess, I don't know. I don't care. So you <laughs> ate the fruit of Hawaii, of the, of the woods of Hawaii. Yeah. And then after that, I moved back, and I was a different person. Yeah. That was, like, a huge <clears throat> shift in your life. Do you feel like you have, like, a pretty major revelation every time you, I guess, either do sweat lodge or, you know, do introspection on yourself in this sort of way? Not every time. Not every time. Is it, is it like sometimes it, more, like, relaxing just to to get away and do that? No. It's, like, sweat lodge is always great. Like, mm-hmm. Can't say I've ever like if, if I didn't have a good tennis. Well, I just, it probably wasn't hot enough or something. Yeah. So I just didn't get the full experience, because it puts you into like a, um, a, a heightened state. Like, mm-hmm. like Joe Rogan talks a lot about going into like sensory deprivation tanks. This is the OG sensory deprivation tank. Right. <laughs> this is you can't see anything. All you can hear is this fucking loud ass drumming, mm-hmm. and then beating the drum at a, a certain rhythm that, that unlocks. Uh, mm-hmm. your brain to go into alpha state and so then you can just start taking in the universe that's super freaking cool <laughs> I want to um, I guess the closest thing I guess I could say I've done to that is the um, the sound bath at the Integratron it's like oh, that tw- it's so much fun it's uh, like 20 or 30 minutes outside of Joshua Tree in um, Landers and they have these crystal bowls that they play with um, some sort of drumstick I don't know the the name but you're all laid down in this uh, this giant dome that was created by this guy who said that aliens came to him in a vision. It was like, you got to build this, and it's got to be right here. So it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you're, it, the session is like, I can't remember if it was a half hour or an hour, but it's a it's super cool. And like they play with these things that are supposed to like um, resonate with I don't know all the like the hippy dippy stuff that they mentioned. But some people were like. Um, 
something uh, megahertz. I don't know. I'm babbling on, but I've done it twice, and that was a that was a lot of fun. So when you mentioned um, them playing the the drum to, you know, a specific tone that activates part of your brain, that kind of reminded me of the the sound bath. But if you're ever out that way, definitely do it. I'm gonna go to that sound bath. Hell yeah, it's so much fun. Like, you just you feel amazing and. Yeah, it's super cool. And, like, Joshua Tree is beautiful, so yeah. definitely check that. I'm sure you've been. Uh, I've been through. i got a friend who has a place out there. I mean, to oh, go really? out there. And he said I could, I could go out there with friends and um, you take mushrooms and stuff. So I was like, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. He it's... doesn't take mushrooms, but... <laughs> but you said you could do it. Yeah, he place. said I could do it. He said it was like fast yeah. if I could. Yeah, it's such a, it's so beautiful out there. Like, the park, it's... Like, the desert surrounding is fine, but, like, when you get into the park, it's just incredible. It's like, wow, this is this exists it, like everything looks like Jurassic Park or you know it doesn't look real <laughs> um when was the last time you did a sweat lodge uh it's been a few months more than a few months it's been several months mm-hmm. um and where did you go there's, there's sweat lodges all over but mm-hmm. I like this one uh it's down in Orange County like near Irvine I like it down there because the guy runs it down there uh, he runs a pretty traditional co banner mm-hmm. as well. And so it's not always in the desert. It can be like... Well, I, when I first went, it was in the woods. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, too, because uh, in Washington, it rains all the time, so they had this big-ass, like, uh, like barrel. Not a barrel, like, just a huge trough. Yeah. And so after you got out of the sweat lodge, you're, like, steaming hot. And you just jump in the trough. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. I was gonna ask, that must be like the best feeling to finally get out of the sweat lodge and just have everything yeah. hit you at once. It, you know what's weird is um, none of the lodges that I've been to since then do this. The one that I grew up with, when you got out of the lodge, you had to line up mm-hmm. and, and and hug every. You had to, you, if you were the first person out, you just had to stand there. And every person got out had to hug the person that was in line. And then get in line, so everybody hugged everybody. <laughs> it was like this nonstop chain of hugs. You couldn't like finish till the last person was out. Yeah. And it was also just to like ensure that every person got out alive. Yeah. Because people have died doing so long. I bet. Yeah. Have you ever been present for someone dying in a sweat lodge? Hell no. 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 It's it, you gotta have a good water pour. That's mm-hmm. the main thing. For sure. So that's why I'm like very picky about my water pour because I need to make sure they're good. Mm-hmm. So, what do you? How do you prepare? First of all, just drink good. Just drink a ton, a ton, ton, of, ton water. of water. Eat a bunch, probably. Don't eat too much like heavy stuff because mm-hmm. you're gonna be sweating. You don't want to like be um, feeling gross. Yeah, it, it, you want your your metabolism to be able to get that high without being mm-hmm. like gross. Just eat like normal foods that day. Mm-hmm. Do you always make sure to be sober, like no, no alcohol, no, no marijuana, no nothing? You're supposed to be sober. Yeah. I don't. I definitely would drink beforehand. Uh huh. But you know, I still smoke uh, mm-hmm. on occasion. But I don't. I I, I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't do that. But it's like, oh, I'm yeah. not gonna not take my medication. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, ugh. but I know how they feel about it. But yeah. We all have our flaws, I guess. Hey, yeah, you're you're working on it. <laughs> You've worked on it. You've definitely. Um, what was the other question I was going to ask? Oh, um, is pretty much like um, Lakota, like Sioux Lakota, like that. Is that the tribe you've kind of done the most? Not research, but like, what am I trying to say here? 
Are there any other tribe um, traditions that you've gotten into besides the Lakota? Um, a little, like I, I've studied a tiny, 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 tiny bit of uh, some of the old Hawaiian mm-hmm. stuff, which is super awesome. How, and what, what are some of the major differences with Lakota? I don't, I don't know enough to really say any major mm-hmm. differences. Um, I, I, I can tell you that a major similarity between almost all of those uh, traditions is the uh, belief in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like they all super believe in prayer. Yeah. Like, um, like the medicine wheel, for instance. If you have a medicine wheel ceremony, you will like somebody's like ill in any kind of way. Like something's just not right about them in any way. They put them in the in the uh, medicine wheel, and they'll 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 put themselves in the wheel depending on where they're. It's like a it's like a bunch of rocks sitting in a circle, right? And they like they position themselves somewhere in a circle, based on how they are messed up. So mm-hmm. like one part of the circle represents like your health, your physical health. Like one part represents like your mental health, and one your spiritual health, and like your emotional health. And they all sit around you, like your whole entire tribe will sit around you, mm-hmm. and pray until you're all better in the middle. Oh, me. Just pray, pray for the whole. So, they really believe in prayer, and then like they will, like I said, they'll just sit around and pray for you for like for a long, long time for anybody that's in the tribe. Mm-hmm. So, whether uh, whether or not you believe in prayer, it's still awesome that you have like this whole community that like will spend that much time. Focusing their love at you. To yeah. Get better, like, get better now. We need you better, man. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you ever gotten into the medicine wheel? Yeah. No. 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 Have you ever prayed in a medicine wheel? No. No. I've done other prayer ceremonies before. Oh, like what? Well, sweat lodge is a prayer ceremony. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and. Here's, here's the funny thing, like, when I was a kid, my brother prayed in sweat lodge, then my parents would quit doing drugs, mm-hmm. and then a week later, my brother, my, my dad got busted. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, um, my brother also prayed in sweat lodge, because my mom was all injured from, like, these car accidents, so mm-hmm. she, her injuries would get better, and then, like, a couple weeks later somebody recommended this acupuncturist and she fixed my mom. Like, she totally fixed my mom like a miracle. It was, like, crazy. Wow. So, uh, but we really believe in sweat lodge. And uh, you can say whatever you want about it. Um, I'll pray for you, too. Oh. You know, he's like, Lakota don't believe in praying for people without their permission. They okay. can't even pray for you without your permission. Oh, shit. Well, I give you permission to pray for me. <laughs> I'm open to it all. Why not? I don't know. That's the thing. You're not supposed to, like, you, you don't push people into anything. Uh-huh. You can invite them. If they want to go, they can. If they don't, then they shouldn't be there. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen people there that, like, you could tell that they didn't want to be there or, like, really shouldn't have come? Like, maybe they were convinced or thought they wanted to be there, but... Yeah. Um... Almost always, by the end, they're, like, so happy that somebody brought them there. Yeah. Like, I, my older brother, Dylan, used to always, like, make fun of me and my brothers for going. And then he, he like, lightened up as he got older and, like, got more 
accepting the different things. He said he'd go one time, just to just to check it out after we'd been going for so long and seemed to be getting so much out of it. And afterwards, yeah, he said it was one of the best experiences of his life. That's incredible. So this is like a whole like like you and your several of your brothers have how many brothers do you have? I have three brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we all like the lodge. That's amazing. But your parents have never been to the... No, they like, they like Spudlodge. Really? Oh, yeah. So it's a whole family thing. That's so awesome. Yeah, my mom, uh, when she goes, she has to have, like, somebody, like, be her buddy because mm-hmm. she can't, like, talk. Yeah. And so she needs somebody to, like, to, to communicate for her. Yeah, because she, she yeah. signs ASL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they might crack the door for her just a little bit so that you can see her. But I hate doing that. Yeah. Ruins the whole experience. <laughs> but, yeah, we gotta, you gotta be accommodating. Yeah, that's super fucking cool. I didn't know your whole family did it. Then do do they still go like up in Washington or not so much? Uh, I don't know. I don't talk to my uh, yeah. my family up there very much. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I haven't talked to my parents in years. Yeah. Honest. Strained relationship. Yeah. Uh. They're just not parents. Like I said, like, I haven't had lesbians teach me how to become a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't really see any need to, like, like it, I have to take care of them all the time. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want to. And uh, they're just so negative about everything. It's, it's, it's really hard to have a relationship with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. I get that. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much. I... Never thought I would get to learn about this, so I thank you. Oh, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Bye.